Um, yeah, so just, just this is an opportunity, Nina, for people to get to know you a bit more. So I have two questions for you. And uh, yeah, just first tell us a bit about how you first became a Christian. I think my story mm -hmm. is similar to many that are here probably. Mm -hmm. And it relates to the parable of the sower and the seeds. Mm -hmm. There were many seeds planted over many years. The first time I remember being in church was at St. Giles Anglican Church, mm. just a few blocks away. How many know St. Giles Church? Mm -hmm. And I was just a toddler, and I vividly remember the flannel graph. <laughs> God bless Sunday school teachers, you planted a seed. I don't think we went very many times to church, but then Grade 8 came along in public school, and a new girl moved in, Janice Curry. She invited me to her church, and they had a wonderful library. God bless all librarians and church <laughs> libraries. And I took out a Danny Orlis book, and I don't think I ever returned it. <laughs> but it had a huge impact. We looked that up, life. you owe $200. <laughs> That would have been 1969, another seed was planted. Then off into high school days, life got tumultuous at times, and my best friend was Martha Klein, the daughter of the Lutheran Church minister just down the street that used to be there. And one Friday night, I went pounding at their door. It was really late. It felt mm -hmm. like midnight, but it's probably 10 or 11. <laughs> I was 14. And God bless her parents who allowed her to come out and walk with me, because I was in such a state of distress. They allowed her to go out into the darkness of Barrie. And on Codrington Street, right near the 100 Steps, she told me how it is that you become a Christian. Mm -hmm. She said, you just have to ask the Lord to come in. Repent of your sins and come in. So I can be a rather dramatic person, so I fell on my knees and I said, Lord Jesus, come in. Yeah. And she said, Nina, that's blasphemy. <laughs> you have to do it properly. <laughs> so she instructed me, and I went to their church yeah, for a yeah, time. Yeah. And stumbled along in my teenage years. I was a church organist at mm -hmm. the Anglican church mm -hmm. beside the pastor's house. Rode my bike out there and played the organ. And then university days came. Well, first I started at University of Toronto and I got extremely ill. Mm -hmm. It took me two years to recover and I was wondering, where is God in all of this? And the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. It was some kind of a virus. So they said the only thing they could think of would be to get out of Toronto and go someplace with the cleaner, cleaner air. So I went to Western University after two years of recovery. And there I was invited to a Baptist church. So off I went, and I was baptized at that time. But still searching. So it was in my second year of university that I stumbled across a little group of engineers who had just started their Bible study. They had been led of the Lord to start yeah, it. Okay. And there were about, I think, six 
men, young men around the table, and I said to my friend, Schultze, you want to come to a Bible study? She said, sure, Nina, if you're there, it's bound to be fun. <laughs> she was not a Christian, so off we went to the Bible yeah. study. And those guys, they had a very interesting time with the Bible, but then they pulled out a notebook with prayer requests in it, and they were expecting answers. Mm. So I knew about going to church, I knew about reading your Bible, and I knew about praying, but who ever expected it to get answered? Mm. So that was mm. the final tipping point. Yeah. So all those seeds that were planted came to fruition without the first few people maybe ever knowing about it, although I have been yeah. in touch with some of them. Wow. So I am... I've been changed from a weed to a flower. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's helpful, and I think what you say a lot of us can relate to because we've had experiences where people have done things in our lives and there's been processes, and you might not see all the pieces come together, but you do because you've been able to look back and see the contributions of that. So thank you for that, Nina. Um, obviously, music is a focus. So what, is the role, what do you see as the role of music in worship? I have to put my glasses on for this one. <laughs> the foundation of Luther's beliefs was that music is the most natural form of worship because it can carry words as a form of praise. Mm. The longest book in the Bible is a book of songs, the book of Psalms, mm -hmm. which I believe we're going yeah. to be studying. Yeah, next. And the first reference to musician is in Genesis 4, Jubal was recorded as the father of all those that play the lyre and the pipes. So music should convey a sense of awe and wonder in the presence of God. Music should be made primarily to the Lord and then to each other. It should lead our thoughts toward God and it reaches out and expresses what words cannot mm -hmm. say. Right. If you think of, of a mother with her baby, she's not necessarily using words. She is humming and holding that baby close, mm -hmm. and the baby knows of her love, and it's through mm -hmm. that music. <laughs> Psalm 96.1 says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. So again, our direction is to the Lord. It's to him and about him that we sing. Singing has a unique way of bringing your heart, mind, soul, and strength together to focus on God. And it allows us to express our love to him. Yeah. And it, music can deeply affect our mental state and raise our mood. Has anyone ever experienced that? Yeah, yeah. Oh dear, only 10 or 15 people? Come on, there's more of you than that. Singing to God helps us to keep God first when we're in the midst of chaos and tragedy, which happens to Christians. When my mother was ill for two and a half years, we were caring for her, and that song at the end of the service is what kept me going. Go now in peace. in peace. And no offense, mm -hmm. but sometimes that's all I needed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I might be wandering through the service, but you sing 
and it brings you yeah. to the heart of God and gives you that peace mm -hmm. that you need. God loves psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We sing to him for ourselves and to encourage others. And it gives us an oral expression of the story while also appealing mm -hmm. to our human emotions. There are biblical songs of lament, as well as praise and worship. There are benefits of music, even if it's not related to worship. It elevates mood, it reduces stress, it relieves symptoms of depression, it stimulates memories, and manages and eases pain. And don't you think we are fearfully and wonderfully made? God designed all of this. I have a beautiful story. I took my students to Amica, seniors' residence, to play mm -hmm. uh, Christmas carols. They did it once on the first floor and then once, I believe it's the mm -hmm. third floor that is locked down. And there was a physician there whose father had been on that floor for two years and had not spoken a word. And that man opened his mouth and sang every verse of Silent Night in German. <laughs> and his son was weeping, yeah. tears of joy to hear his father's voice once again. So even US President J. Reuben Clark Jr. said, we get nearer to the Lord through music than perhaps through any other thing besides prayer. So music is ultimately from God, and we sing or play our music for his glory. We are giving our gifts back to him as an offering to him. It's a means of giving to him who has blessed us in so many ways. So I like Colossians 3.16, sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Thank you. And, and that's just a reminder of how, how richness, there's so many facets of music, not only for worship, but for our lives in general. Yeah, thank you. There are so many scientific studies oh, yeah. that have proven the benefits of music. Oh, yeah. And I see it over and over again in my studio. Uh, students that have trouble with focus begin yeah. to focus more. Yeah. Um, a student will come in upset and I'll say, did you know that if you play a sad song, that mm -hmm. it will help you with those feelings of sadness? And then you can play one that is happier. Yeah. And that's been scientifically proven. Yeah. So we'll play them together and the child's mood will go up and the parent mm -hmm. will whisper a thank you at the yeah. end of the lesson. And our next song is about hope. So that's something we all need. <laughs> that's true.